Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valera and I talk about the Chiefs' move to reach 53 on their final roster and Patrick Mahomes' new signature Adidas show. But first, Joe, how good did the Chiefs look in their last preseason game? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he, he had a perfect rating, like just nuts. He's sharp. He was sharp. I think as much as people were saying he wasn't as sharp in, in earlier yeah. on in the preseason, he including was just, us, right? Yeah. including us a little bit. He was just that much more sharp in this last one, which is, hey, that's what you want. You want to roll into the season, timing, you know, health, the whole nine yards. I know that was a big, that was big news when Andy announced after the Vikings game that the Chiefs are coming out of the preseason as healthy as they could be as they went into it, right? We still know there were some issues. Kyle Long, you know, there were Laurent Duvernay-Tardif had the thing with the hand. Like, so we knew there were some injuries, but coming out of this last game, I think they're as healthy as they expected them to be or possibly wish they would be. That's huge. Four games, this first four or five games going to be rough. So they need every, they're going to need every piece of ammo they can get to get this season kicked off well. Totally. The, the one area where they actually have a, uh, some injuries is the offensive line, and that's kind of they, – they built up the depth so much. That was right. kind of the one area where they afforded, actually, weirdly enough, uh, with Long, uh, you mentioned, and LDT, and also Austin Blythe. Um, and then, Joe, I don't, I don't mean to be like Debbie Downer here because the Chiefs really did look fantastic. I like the way they looked throughout the preseason, especially that offensive line that has been under such scrutiny. Um, but the Vikings – they really, you could have a Pro Bowl roster of the guys they didn't play. Both, you know, Dalvin Cook, uh, Jordan Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I mean, some real stars offensively. And then defensively, Anthony Barr, Patrick Peterson. Really the, but that said, this is the preseason and you got to go against who's out there. And the Chiefs looked really sharp. So, yeah, really yeah, good. they really did. I mean, it's interesting, Jeff, you know, and you know, you do, you do have to, this time of year, you have to talk about the cuts because this is a, this is the reality of the NFL. You know, you go in with 80 plus players and you got to come out with 53 and it's not easy. And uh, one of the things I was really surprised is they coming in with 10 offensive linemen. That's a big number. Um, I know that there's been some little rumors about a possible LDT trade that would take them down to nine if they didn't trade O-line for O-line. Because mm-hmm. generally, Jeff, on a 53-man roster, you know, you're going to do – I mean, I know I was on rosters with as little as eight offensive linemen, you know, um, barring injury. And then I'd been on some rosters where we were up to nine offensive linemen, depending on the scheme and, and the talent pool. But to have 10, that's unusual. And I think it's, again, it's, it's, it's Brett Beach and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy saying never again is a Super Bowl issue happening. But, you know, the whole LDT trade thing, the talk could be, you know, something that happens. Um, I, I know the, the Yasir Durant trade was, was, was uh, you know, something that's going to take those numbers down. And, then, and, then, and you do have Kyle Long on the physically unable to perform list. So technically, technically they have 11. 
Mm-hmm. So it could be very interesting to see what happens come, you know, roster move time when Kyle's healthy, you know, if they do trade LDT, if one of the other guys gets released, it's, it's still going to be, I think it's still going to be a moving target yeah. on the offensive line where they have the most players right now, which is crazy. A lot of moving parts for sure. And we're going to talk more about the roster cuts, uh, excuse me, the cuts and the final roster. But first, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. It's open now at Bet Online. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. You can make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Joe, so as we're talking about the cuts, some some intre- some things that kind of grab my attention. First of all, we talked a lot about Darius Fountain um, on the pod because he looked so good in the preseason. Yeah. I thought though he was going to be a guy they brought back on the practice squad. I'm I'm very excited for him that he made the roster. It meant that uh, Marcus Kemp did not, which is kind of a surprise because. He figured he had the special teams um, edge. Also, Jody Fortson made the roster. He he had looked great during camp too. It was a really he had a really cool moment with the media today, Joe, where he was very emotional. And of course, the first person he heard that he was making the team from, or the first interaction he had, Pat Mahomes, the weight room. Like, what yeah. the, what does this guy not do? He's still you know right. he's making players feel better, telling them who's who's made the team. Um, yeah. It also means the Chiefs could go with more four tight end sets like they showed in that Viking same mate. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's where they're making – they've got to make numbers up somewhere, right, mm-hmm. Jeff? It's not – anybody of our listeners who've looked at roster stuff before, if you've done fantasy football, like you know as a GM and as a coach, like it's, it's a numbers game, right? Like you've got to fill spots. And, and when you add something a little extra somewhere, you've got to take it away somewhere. You can't just create positions. And to have four tight ends – you know, wow, that's amazing, right? There are not many teams that carry four tight ends. And um, so, but what do you got to do? You got to, you know, we have two quarterbacks, right? So holy cow, we're going into the season with two quarterbacks with the hope, you know, with the hope that, you know, Shane Bouchelle, you know, ends up on the practice squad. And that's he looked good. Right? He, he, really he did. I thought really he looked bad. really good. I was watching a game with my father-in-law and we thought he looked really good. And, you know, God, I hope he, I hope he doesn't get picked up. Like, yeah. I hope he can. I hope he does. I hope he clears waivers so he can come back to us um, and, and doesn't get picked up by another team. I mean, only have four running backs. That's that's a really small number. Um, given the fact that, that, really that was a surprise for me, Joe. Not, not a surprise. We knew Darwin Thompson was um, was on the bubble there. So not, yeah. not a surprise. But he had a really good preseason. Uh, and he is a guy I think you can play in this league. I'm curious to see where he ends up. And Derek Gore looked magnificent. He had that super long touchdown against the Vikings, had a lot of yards. So, yeah, interesting. I really like the running backs they have. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're all 
We've talked a lot about Edwards Elaire and how good he is. Jerick McKinnon is so versatile. He's looked good. Darrell Williams, yeah. his nickname, Mr. Versatility. So they, I mean, their the running back uh, group is a strong one, but, but, not a lot. Not a lot of guys. So. Yeah, and well, the fact that the Chiefs don't really feature a fullback either is a reason why they can carry four. Right. You know, with 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 uh, you know, if if God forbid Michael Burton got hurt, you know, they could they could pick somebody up, pull somebody up from the practice squad that plays fullback. Use one of those not, four tight ends, Joe. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Who knows? Well, with with the playbook that Eric Bieniemy's put together, who right? Who knows who's going to line up sometimes? So they're really doing a great job of managing the numbers for where they have the needs right they want to go more for more tight end sets they got to carry four tight ends you don't really need a fullback why have two um you know they can always adjust uh if they keep their three you know main running backs healthy um you know that's how they're able to carry 10 linemen 10 offensive linemen it's just juggling these numbers around and of course we're obviously focusing mostly on the on the offense right now and uh, you know, and, and, and really kind of only having five wide receivers, that's kind of a little bit of a light number. Um, but then again, you know, they're, they're finding ways to get, you know, the right people. And I thought, you know, when we had our conversation about Therese Fountain with, with Dane, and I think, you know, that was really on top of mind when we had Dane on the show about what they were going to do with that guy, because he really showed his stuff. And I was concerned about Cornell Powell because as the draft pick, you know, um, whew, you know, you, you know, you don't, you don't ever want to feel like you wasted a draft pick, and and um, not that he was drafted super high, you know, in the first, second, or third, or fourth round, but still a draft pick nonetheless. Um, I thought that was a little bit of a surprise, but you know, it's the players who show up in the preseason and the off season that get it done are the ones that make the roster. So, you know, really, really interesting the way this offense is taking shape. Still a lot of question marks around, you know, what's going to happen on the offensive line come game one, game two, three, four, as players get healthy, you know, and Remmers gets healthy and LDT gets healthy and Blythe gets healthy and to see how it all plays out. And having, quote, 11 linemen, because they really do have 11, because you got to kind of count Kyle Long. Um, that's a big number. And so there's still some, still some room to, to break up that log jam. Great point about Cornell Powell, Joe. That was that was one of the more surprising moves. Um, it does make you feel better about the draft, though, when, they, when the very last pick, Trey Smith, is so good. It looks like he's going to be a starter for years to come. But yeah. uh, more more on the the roster cuts, and we'll get some um, Joe to give what it's kind of like to be on that roster bubble and his uh, previous playing experience. But first, I don't know if you heard, but. Apparently, former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. He's been taking a new product he owes the credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement trick. As we all know, it gets tougher when you're an athlete the older you get, and that's how products like Balance 7 can help. And you can see how Balance 7 has indeed helped. Odom looked great when he was in his celebrity boxing match with Aaron Carter. So head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV for free shipping. Balance7.com and use the code BLEAV, believe, for free shipping. I did. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Uh, Joe, I was wondering, you know, this is a tough day. You, you can see it, it was so neat to see the Jody Fortson how emotionally he was during his press conference, press conference because you have those kind of positive stories, but it can be – Obviously, very tough for a lot of guys. I mentioned Tim Ward is 
very surprising for me. He was great, uh, multiple sacks during the preseason. Joe, were you for during a Rams time or the end of the Chiefs? Were you ever? Were you cut? Were you released? Or did you have these conversations? Or uh, during your career? It's it's horrible, Jeff. I mean, just being honest, not to be a downer, but you know, it cut. Look, Mike Bell legendary defensive uh-huh. you know tackle defensive end back in the in in the uh, 80s right chiefs um you know he used to say it ends for everybody just some sooner than others and um you know you all every player God, there's a handful of players that go out on their own terms jeff you know that you know the tom brady's of the world the joe montana's you know guys that play long enough that they can just walk away from the game but you know that's very rare and every player pretty much except for the chosen few will go through that call when, you know, they call you and say, Hey, you know, so-and-so needs to see you in their office and they need you to bring your playbook. And that's generally the tagline that they give. And, you know, some people call it the Turk, some people, you know, uh, the cut man or whatever, you know, you know, whatever term that they'll use for that. And, you know, for me back then it was a guy named Mark Hatley and Mark Hatley was our director of player personnel and, he was the one that you didn't want to hear his his assistant call you and say, you know, hey, Mark needs to see you and, and please bring your playbook like that. Was he, the, he went on to run a pretty big name. It, 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 to think that he was the Turk because usually it's kind of low-level guys. He ended up running the Bears not that long yeah, after his chief tank. He did. He did. He had some good promotions there. But he was the Turk for us uh, back in the, uh, in the 90s. And, uh, you know, he's the one that, you know, I was sitting at home and, and I was injured and I just got injury, injury cleared. And, you know, it just, it just, you know, they had to move on, right? They, they, I had lost a ton of weight. I wasn't, you know, um, able to perform and, and it just, you know, the team had to move on. I was, I was hoping um, that year in 96 to be the third tight end. I mean, that was the original plan If Paul Hackett and coach Schottenheimer talked to me about was, was, was staying on the roster as a, as a third tight end and, and also back and up line. Joe, if only you were on the 2021 Chiefs. I mean, I they love these tight ends. You would have made it. I know. Um, and, you know, and, and just, you know, they ask you to come in. You have your meetings. You know, Marty was so gracious. He asked uh, Jen to come in with me. And, uh, you know, we got to meet with Marty and we got to meet with Carl and, and have a conversation with them about the time there. And, and, you know, and then you just pack up your locker and, and you move on and um, it just ends and you're just crazy. And then you wait and then I get picked up by the Rams and, you know, it just, for some players, that's a, that's a glorious moment when you get that call to come work out and get signed. And, um, you know, I had gotten phone calls from the Buccaneers, the Panthers, everybody was, you know, still jockeying for roster spots and things and then I ended up signing with the Rams and that was you know a lucky lucky thing I have to extend the career a little bit so it is it is a really tough day uh for players when you get that because you just you realize that the team is moving on and going in a different direction and like Mike Bell always said it ends for everybody just some sooner than others and you know unfortunately today as we're recording this this is the time when it is ending for for some of the players did you actually win? And was it something, do you remember like what Mark Hadley totally, did he just say, hey, can you come to the office? Did he say, hey, Joe, bring your playbook? Do you remember? Yeah, no, it was, it was you know, they, they have, you know, people have their administrative folks call and, you know, say, hey, you know, this is so-and-so, Mark, would need, Mark needs to see you, please bring your playbook. So he didn't have to make that call. Uh-huh. So you, they do want to do it face to face, right? So you walk in, you knock on the door, you wait outside, you knock on the door, you go in, you know, of course, Mark had a, you know, dejected look on his face. Not easy, 
for the for those guys and those women who ha- are in that position, that, you know, in the NFL to have to make those calls and get people to come in when they're getting released. But you know, you know, they, a lot of them. I'm sure have the, I'm sure they have their pat lines to try to make you feel better. I know what, something that Mark said to me was funny. You know, he, looking back on it, he, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, and and he was like, "Hey, Joe, listen, this is not the end of the road for you. I know you're going to get picked up." And he goes, "And listen, buddy, you're 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 going to do great things in the world. So someday, buddy, I'll be working for you." You know, and like that was his way of like softening. And I'll never forget it when he said, that. "He goes, someday, Joe, I'll be working for you." And, and, you know, and then, and what happens is it, it, it when you meet with the, the personnel director like that, and then it, it makes the meeting with the general manager easier. And then the meeting with the head coach easier, cause you're going down the line, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the management to the coaches. And, um, you know, by the time you get there, you're, you're, it's like, anytime you get bad news, you don't really hear and you can't process everything. And then by the time you get to, you know, I got to spend time with coach Schottenheimer. And of course with coach Schottenheimer, there were tears. There always were tears with Marty when he had to do something emotional. And we both sat there and cried a little and, you know, about the time that, that we were there and the impact that, you know, you, you think you're making on a city and, and uh, you know, Jen was really involved with the, with the chief's wives organization and running some charity drives and things like that. So you know, we were embedded in the city and it, it was very emotional and it's, it's emotional for players. And I think the longer you're there and the more intri- in, you know, integrated you get into the community, the harder it is for players, you know, for some of the players, first year players who maybe scraped by on the roster that first year or something, it's it, it, not that it's ever easy getting released or waived, but it definitely, the, the longer you're there and the more sort of networked you are into the community, absolutely the harder it gets to, to say goodbye. Uh, some really insightful stuff there, Joe. And I know some difficult topics that we're, what we're discussing. So to put it more uh, on a, you know, a happier tone here later in the podcast, Joe, I, I did a fun article for Forbes.com on Patrick Mahomes' signature Adidas shoe, which was released August 23rd. Such a big deal because, you know, bas- they have like James, Hart- James Harden has his signature right. Adidas shoe. But basketball players, you know, you can – they literally are wearing the product during each game where football players are wearing cleats. So it's harder. Right. Mahomes is the only Adidas um, athlete, only Adidas NFL player that has his own signature shoe. Joe, I was curious, what, what shoe did you have during your uh, playing days? We wore, uh, I know at one point we wore the Reebok pumps. Oh, that you remember is cool. those. They had a little football pump on the tongue, and you could pump up your shoe. So we Man, were. I hope you still have a pair somewhere, Joe. Mostly, right? mostly Reeboks. Uh, we did sign a deal one year, and all of the linemen signed a deal with Apex. Oh, they I don't even that. exist anymore. They were like they; those shoes were probably, uh, you know, I, you know, no offense to, to the company. I know they're not really around anymore, but like they were almost disposable. Like they, we, I would go through a pair of Apex a week. They just were not built for offensive linemen. Let me tell you. And they, um, have, they, they also have the Chiefs like jacket. The Chiefs gear. I remember the swirl jacket. I, I see, and I have the vivid image of Marty wearing that swirl jacket. Yeah, yeah. It, oh my God, those Apex clothes. Oh, they were. Oh, they were not. They were definitely. They were definitely of the '90s fashion trend. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but we, and then, and then, and then the offensive linemen. One year, we signed a deal with um uh wilson for gloves Mm -hmm. and and they used to pay us in wilson 
product and merchandise. So like we didn't get, we would get like, I think we got 500. Just think about these numbers, right? These guys, these are all pros like John all, like it wasn't just me, the backup, you know, everyday player. You talk about guys like John Alton from Granada. So they gave us like five hundred to a thousand dollars for every playoff game that we progressed to, um, and then during the season they paid us in merchandise. So they would say they would give you a catalog and they would say you can go online and you can order you know two hundred fifty dollars uh, you know every two weeks worth of Wilson oh. merchandise. So like I remember getting briefcases, golf balls, golf <laughs> clubs. Like anything Wilson was, was tennis rackets. I still have my Wilson uh, tennis rackets so you from when I have, played. You still I have still them. have it. Now, I the still have you have, uh, still have Reeboks, Reebok pumps? I still have a pair of Reebok oh, pumps. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. I still have a pair of Reebok pumps because I was not giving those up. I saved, I saved <laughs> a lot of you know, gear. You know, and what happens is on that cut day, going back to the bad news of the cut day, like you just have to throw everything in a big green trash bag. So I just took my whole locker and Alan Wright helped me, you know. He's the equipment manager now. He was the assistant back then. And, you know, he just helped me throw everything in. And we shared a big hug. And he, like, he said, here, take some of this. Here's all your jerseys. You know, they'll give you all of your jerseys. They'll let you take your helmet, your shoulder pads, whatever you want. And, uh, you know, he just let me pretty much take everything. So, um, which was really cool. And they give you all of the jerseys that they have custom made for you. So I ended up walking out of there with like eight or nine, you know, jerseys, which was cool. That is as tough a day as that is some exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun, the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, and again, that's B-L-E-A-V, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. Well, I was talking about uh, the endorsements when Joe was talking about the Reebok pumps that he used to wear. Uh, really cool, though, the backstory between, behind Mahomes' signature shoe. Um, he was very involved in the planning, going through all kinds of uh, drawing sketches. He consulted his trainer, Bobby Stroop. They worked through all the movements. Uh, very interesting. But the most interesting part of the story was actually, so it's an 18-month process to go from the concept of the shoe the idea of the shoe, to having the product on the shelf. And uh, for Mahomes, that meant it was just after he won Super Bowl MVP and they had a meeting planned at Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. They picked it because Mahomes loves golf so much. And also uh, Adidas North American headquarters in Portland, about four hours away from that golf resort. So a perfect idea. But uh, then, of course, this was early March 2020, so the pandemic was just beginning to take over the world. Uh, Mahomes' marketing team couldn't make it in, but he ended up, Mahomes did make it to the meeting with his girlfriend, now fiance, Brittany Matthews, 
because they were able to fly in. Uh, he was on a private plane that made it easier during the pandemic and one of the positives of being in Patrick Mahomes. So anyhow, I encourage you to check out that story on Forbes.com and really uh, get into the weeds, the nitty gritty of how the shoot came to be and how uh, what Patrick wanted in the shoe. Uh, a lot of cool details and, and photos there. Um, but before we wrap up, just a little bit more um, on the roster cuts, because it, it really is interesting. And I wanted to mention a couple other uh, names that, that are interesting ones to watch. Uh, DiCaprio Boodle, uh, great name. That's why you pay attention to him. But beyond that, he did really well. A Nebraska uh, defensive back made a lot of plays, uh, some big hits on the quarterback too. It'll be interesting to see if he makes it on the practice squad. My biggest surprise was Tim Ward. Uh, they already got rid of Taco Charlton. Um, we don't know about Frank Clark's ultimate situation. So I thought they needed edge guys. And again, he had multiple sacks uh, during the preseason. Tyler Clark was another defensive lineman who looked really good, had some uh, plays past deflections, plays on the quarterback. But he was kind of expected to be one of the uh, uh, cuts. But the fact that both Damone Harris and Tim Ward, that neither of them made the roster is, is kind of surprising. Uh, the guy I'm most surprised to see where he goes is Joe and I talked about Darwin Thompson a little bit. Um, great nickname of the termite. Small guy, powerful, can break through anything like a termite through wood. He, he's a guy that ever since he was drafted um, and he was a rookie during their Super Bowl championship year, has really flashed in the preseason I think it's just, just a case of the Chiefs have a really good running back room and, and they just couldn't uh, afford to keep him just from a, a numbers perspective. I think he's a guy who could actually um, – I, I think he could be a really good player in this league, maybe not necessarily a starter, but a guy you can count on. I mean, this guy, he received snaps in, um, in, that, in the Super Bowl in, uh, that the Chiefs won. So I'm going to be very curious to see where he ends up. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.